This week on Prequel Sequel Remake. Friends, we have journeyed a great distance to beg your assistance. Get your hands up in the air if you know what's good for you. Yeah, or else we'll pump you full of lead. Oh, cool. It's a $11 gift certificate to Olive Garden Bar and Grill. Darkness. I'm talking now. 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 I'm talking. We are men ranting about movies on the internet. We are. We are important. We are. What we were saying is we are important. That's what we're doing because you need it. You need You need that. It's what they're afraid to admit that they need us they yeah you know what i mean they you know yeah for they, all of the that we provide with critique <laughs> analysis and film know-how knowledge with the, the, the people or like the the studios <laughs> who needs us <laughs> I, uh, you know it's not <laughs> yeah. important exactly who they are <laughs> you're just saying that they need us it's hey, good to feel needed it yeah. is good to feel needed and yeah. hey yeah some movies shouldn't exist but let's pretend they do i'm peter hunter and i'm des the tough one and I'm Scott Hanchu, and welcome to Prequel, prequel Sequel, sequel remake. remake, the only show where we take the movies that don't have prequel sequels and remakes, and we write one of each of them in the show. And we and we, and we all we all we all we, we got to get a better elevator pitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But people like I'm trying to explain, get to that part where people are like, okay, you do uh, you just see the eyes glaze, oh, just over, glaze over, just glaze right over. So it's uh, like you guys like you guys make them up. Like it's like yeah, yes. yeah, and we read them. It's like. So it's like fucking story time. Like, I, mean, what is this? A, the, I think it's that we got to figure out how to communicate that there. This is basically fan fiction, fan fiction for yeah. movies that never had it or don't need it, and 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 how they all end up in together in a big stew, big uh, com- combination pile, and that's 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 what our show is. Uh, uh, it's a I stew? think people, you know, they think, oh, movie podcasts, we're just talking about the movies. You know, we're not just talking about the movies. We're in not. Fact, we're not even most of the time talking accurately we- about the <laughs> movies. Uh, you know, many times anyway. But the service we provide <laughs> is up in the air. I couldn't tell you, but we provide something. We're the you're stew. here. You're this far into this intro. That's true. And we're the storytellers of, of our our generation. I would second the fuck out of that. We, you know? we are the dreamers of dreams, and you know we're the dream. We're dreaming this week is of a 1980s classic, classic, one of the most Spielbergian of the Spielberg films. That is, um, The Post. Wow. Yeah, Washington Post, uh, the Nixon Papers, you know, the bravery of those people who worked for the Washington Post who are historically accurately reporting on Nixon and, um,. No one's going to jump in to help me off this ledge here of a bit. Anyways, it's E.T. We're talking about E.T. You read the podcast episode title. It's E.T. It's E.T., the yeah. extraterrestrial. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't do the proper research. I didn't write down what year it came out. Let's say uh, 1980-something. Uh, that's directed <laughs> no. by Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, starring D. Wallace, Henry Thomas, Drew Barrymore, Peter Coyote, and Pat Welsh is the voice of E.T. Yeah. The most famous of those. So, uh, a small crew of benevolent alien creatures land on an Earth forest to collect various plant samples. Occasional little fucks get spooked by a bunch of G-men and somehow leave one of their own behind. Real cool guys. Just way cool. Just left. The alien left behind, E.T., for all intents and purposes, befriends Elliot, Henry Thomas, his brother Michael, Robert McNaughton, and his sister Gertie, Drew Barrymore. 
The little rascals are far less freaked out than they really should be and successfully keep E.T. a secret from their dumbass mom. Hijinks ensue. <laughs> Hearts are warmed until the movie takes a serious turn when the G-Men show back up in a horrifying fashion and E.T. gets sick. Can Elliot and co. help E.T. phone home and escape our hostile world? Will E.T. ever forgive his friends for leaving him on this <laughs> barbaric planet? Yes, and probably no. And no. also how they, they make it so that he has to come back out like way out into the middle of the woods. What the, you got a spaceship. You could just drop right, right in the right, backyard. Right, right. There's like, like, ugh. Uh, what was the okay? When he, <laughs> when ET eventually does phone home, it's like, what do you think that conversation is like? Like, yo, oh, bro, I thought you said you wanted to stay. I thought you I thought, I thought you were getting some sweet uh, plants or whatever from, <laughs> yeah. from them. Which I think is really, I think is really awesome how they're yeah. like bot botanists. I think that's like a cool. I've always yeah. I'm always oh. I'm a big fan of the game No Man's Sky because it's this like passive alien exploration game and you just can go like catalog plants and shit and it's just peaceful. It's like that's a hmm. cool aspect of space one. travel stuff. Um, but anyway, uh, Peter, what do you think of ET? Um, you know, I hadn't seen ET since I was a child. Me um, neither. Which my major takeaway from it as a child was how horrifying it was in the second act when ET just dies randomly. Um, not really explored why it happens, anyways. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe there's more to this movie than ET dying randomly, and there is. Um, I thought it was fun. I thought it was a nice, heartwarming, good time. Not some logical holes to step over, but it was fun overall. I, I liked it. I, I liked it. In a post-Stranger Things world, um, <laughs> though I guess this is a pre-Stranger Things world, Stranger Things owns a shit ton of imagery to this movie. You think? So I'm going to reverse what I just said. Um, so I liked it. But you're watching <laughs> oh, the bicycles and whatnot. Yes. But the, you're, you're watching it in a post you know, you're watching yeah. again in a post Stranger Things uh, world. It's like, yeah, that's one of the big ones. That Goonies, you know, yeah, that, that type of stuff. Obviously, um, I will say yes. You, uh, you realize how much better those little Stranger Things kids are at acting than like old child actors. Oh my like, god! It's like it's like it's like God. I can't. I can. I can totally like take those the Stranger Things kids seriously in the scene. But like, you go even the Goonies is rough. Yeah, man. yeah, oh. man. Now, the first movie I saw that I was like, man, these child actors are great, um, was actually Spielberg involved. It, it was uh, Sup oh, Super, Super 8. Super 8. Yeah, oh, which yeah, yeah. also draws a crap ton of imagery from E.T. It, it is also just like the forgotten Stranger Things pilot, I feel. Yeah. But in a lot of ways, definitely. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, for me... Honestly, it, it really just grinds my gears when some big shot Hollywood type like Steven Spielberg with all of his resources, you know, just decides to blatantly plagiarize an indie movie. You know, a lot of people actually don't know this, but E.T. is unofficially based off of the 1988 movie Mac and Me. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was wondering if Mac and Me would come up. I mean, I knew Mac and Me would come now, up. Now, in the mid to late 80s, two screenwriters, Stuart Raffle and oh my Stephen gosh. Feck, He's got fucking had a vision. A way to combine children, aliens, and fast food products into a single movie. Fast food product? It was yeah. a Big Mac. It was it. This was an important movie, okay? This is this defined a generation, you know? And it just sickens me when, you know, the, the big shots, they're like, oh, well, you know, no one knows about this movie. We can just take it for our own purposes and, and you know, redo it. And, 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 you know, Mac and me addresses issues like disabilities, okay? Uh, like uh, vacuum oh cleaners. And Coca-Cola. <laughs> all right. Um, um, you know, Scott, you know, I, I'd agree with all, everything you're saying, but um, 
Yeah. It came out in 1980. Peter, Peter, I want to address your point. I want to address your point. <laughs> Let me circle back to you on that. All right. Now, bear with me. Now, it's interesting you say that because in the original movie, Mac and Me, <laughs> um, oh my gosh! You know it's uh, 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 it's in- it's interesting, you know, because you see how the classic Ma- uh, Mac whistling noise was sort of mirrored by ET and the whole ET phone home thing. And so again, you know, Mr. Spielberg, I-, I have to ask you: Have you no shame? Blatantly stealing IP of a wholesome children's movies. Right. It's disgusting behavior and just like, you know, that's the precedent you set. You're a role model to so many young filmmakers and you pull some bullshit like this, Steven. I mean, you know, obviously it came out later, but but it's probably one of those deals where, you know, that script for Mac was was floating around. It was hot. Oh, it was most on the Hollywood definitely. blacklist. Right. And, and they Spielberg, say, oh, okay. No, no, no. We're no good. And then get to work on that immediately. Right, exactly. <laughs> Spielberg, yeah, yeah, yeah. that, yeah. that uh, rat fuck. You know what? I, I'll, I'll take that and I'll raise you one, one better. One better, guys. Um, don't you think it's a little weird that um, E.T. premiered exactly, exactly 3,309 days before the release of Nirvana's debut album, Nevermind? I didn't really think about that, but now... Well, maybe you should, Scott. I, I, you know what? It's true. It's the, it's the details. Wait, how yeah, many yeah. days? I'm sorry. 3,309. Okay, 3, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I did think about <laughs> Okay, Peter. I, and I, I want to hear you out on this. All right, yeah. But imagine being millions of miles from home, all right? Oh, my God. Separated from your parents and hopelessly lost on a strange new planet. Oh, my God. <laughs> and in the end, everyone learns the less, the true meaning of friendship. All right, so to everyone who stayed through all of that, thank you. Um, so E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Um, uh, we'll get back on E.T. in a second. Um, you have more to say about Mac and me? No, because I... I Ma- got- Mac, you know, Mac and me is a story about how two boys, worlds apart, become the best of friends. Okay, Scott. Scott. There's two things I want. Mac and me is the only movie that's out of the squirrel and into your heart. Okay? By the way, this is he's reading pages of notes. Look, I'm just saying, pages I'm, of I'm, notes. I'm I'm gonna cut you off there, Mac and me. There's two things I wanted to like kind of only brush on in this in this episode with ET, and that was gonna be Mac and me. And I didn't want to get too deep on Close Encounters. I originally wanted to talk a lot more about Close Encounters in like against ET, you know, kind of like given mm. their subject material, same director. But I don't. Those are movies without prequels, sequels, or remakes. I don't want to cut a potential episode of Close Encounters, of Close Encounters, yeah. or Mac and or me, Mac sure. and me. Ooh, right. Exactly. Ooh. So, so because at the very end of Mac and me, as they say, you know, we will be back. Right. They say we'll be back. <laughs> Mac and me. For all those who don't know, and if you haven't like just Googled it on your phone, it's while free to watch it, on YouTube. It's, it's an ETS movie, um, completely pr- uh, financed by the McDonald's company. It's like yes, heavy McDonald's tie-in film. It's hilarious, but um, you know. Yeah, Maybe well, they, they, like they are proud of their American heritage. They're proud of their roots. You know, they are ready to, you know, Mac and his entire family, instead of just scooting off in outer space like E.T. and all of his friends, stay. They become American citizens. They wear suits and dresses, I guess, which I guess implies they were just naked the whole time in the movie. I love that. Running around. Okay, so let me give, you know, here's what I thought of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, no, you know, I'm, 
<laughs> no, so, no, no. Uh, uh, <laughs> feel, feel free to cut me off because you know, I, I, like I said, you know, I just I have a lot of love for the little guys. You know, when the big guys. Just yeah, come yeah. In. You know, McDonald's. You wouldn't <laughs> want anyone to pick on McDonald's. Yeah, right. And and Coca Cola because you know Coca Cola is similar is, is this closest that we have on Earth to what they suck out of the ground on their home planet of somewhere near Saturn, I guess. You know, that's that's totally true. You know, Coca Cola, as we all know, was a um, soda that was originally a combination of morphine and sugar and molasses and cocaine. And E.T. is a film produced by Steven Spielberg. Desmond, what did you think of E.T.? I, uh, <laughs> um, okay, so E.T. Like similar to Peter, for, for me, I hadn't seen E.T. since childhood. Um, even though we're way too young for E.T., we've yeah. seen that. That was like a rented video. We're, oh, most we're 90s kids. Woo! Um, I didn't see it for a while. I had bad memories of it. I remember thinking it was fucking lame as a kid. I'd already seen shit like Jurassic Park, and it's like, that's what I knew Spielberg for. Mm-hmm. Ultra violent, just sad, like, you know, maybe savage isn't the right word, but like ultra violent, kind of like thriller, uh, monster creature feature yeah. things. And like Raiders of the Lost Ark, like, I don't know, shit. That's what I knew Spielberg from. E.T. was the kiddie one to me. E.T. did not warm my heart as a kid. Um, that being said, watching it this time, I, I liked it a great deal. E.T. warmed my heart. I get it. I, I could be a bit more mature, not edgelordy about it. Um, hey, um, man, we could all be a bit We could all be a bit cheap, but I thought it was great. I think, I think, uh, the Elliot character, I'm sorry, the Elliot performance is fucking almost unbearable. Um, he's such a whiny little brat. I, I, I can't stand Elliot. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, Elliot's brother is so goofy looking. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say I do like that Spielberg had the courage to portray teenagers as stupid little pieces of shit. Sure, his, absolutely. The older brother and his friends are just like openly like smoking cigarettes like inside. Yeah, their mom is there and just being like total dipshits to French, his little brother Elliot. Yeah, one of the friends tries to squeeze 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 the mom's butt, which is hell hella fucking yeah. weird. Oh, yeah, to, oh. uh, attempted assault. Leave it to the eighties, or just like yeah, we throw that in. It's like writers. <laughs> Uh, you're thinking. Uh, you're right. What the fuck is this? Um, but yeah, Spielberg, I, I, you okayed this? Right. You going along with that, bro? I think Spielberg really sh- shines when the movie takes its turn, where mm. the fucking government men in the uh, hazmat suits like just storm the fucking house yeah. uh, to seize E.T. And just plastic uh, uh, sheet, everything. And it's like, oh, this is some good Spielberg imagery, and like, like this is scary, and I applaud it for getting as scary as it does. Um yeah, yeah. I, I, I remembered it as a fuzzy, annoying kids movie, and like, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised in the turn. I really like how, like, you know, obviously E.T. and Elliot get out of uh, the, the the research lab, and they escape, and they fly away, and the iconic scene on the bikes yeah. and all that, which is super funny looking today. But I, I it, it's awesome. It's awesome. Well, you're watching. Yeah, were you watching icon- the digital remaster where they replace all the guns with walkie talkies? No, actually, the one I rented on, <laughs> the one I, hearing about the that. one I rented on Amazon was fine. Uh, they did not. There was nothing digitally remastered yeah, about. Which mine, is cool. The one I watched too. Same thing. Good. No digital um, remaster. But I do like that how ET e. leaves, and they don't show us probably the the horrid aftermath of uh, what happened to that family. Oh yeah, the uh, government probably wiped uh, them off the pro, face pro, of the pro, earth. Yeah. Oh no, they're, yeah, they're uh, done. You know? they're, yeah, they're putting oh, a, a, put a holding yeah. cell somewhere. Yeah, there's a lot of quarantine procedures that probably had to be implemented there. It's but not, at least they, uh, you know. They said that the spoiler alert's at the end. Instead of you know intervening or doing anything that they were trying to do, they just kind of like, oh, give them a moment here. You know what I mean? Just yeah. let that spaceship take off. Are you kidding me? They're not letting that spaceship take off. You know what I mean? Unless 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 they're powerless to stop it. Right. You know? 
Uh, yeah. Or maybe that was the moment where everyone's like, oh, suddenly my job title melts away and it doesn't matter. And we're, yep. we're all hitting this cosmic experience together. And, you know, you yeah. know, yeah. that it's, happens in Close Encounters, too, where they're all just like, yeah, yeah just let go. Close Encounters and E.T. are the difference between a man with children and a man like not like with children. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I, I, I think that lines up. If I'm wrong, let me know, please. But um, I think it's like, yeah. Close Encounters is, like, badass and, like, fucking uh, takes that dive. E.T. Uh, e. definitely is schmaltzier. It's, it's, yeah, there's uh, a good deal of schmaltz. It, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting because in my childhood, I actually, I, uh, looking back, I don't have any memories of the VHS box for E.T. Um, in the Nilko Video Store. <laughs> However, I, I very clearly have a memory of Mac and me I knew it. On, the, on, the, on the shelf. I knew it. With, you know, he's got his hands around oh his face God. and he's going, you know, because his mouth is permanently stuck in the, uh, I will give E.T. one thing, you know, when you have the sort of resources and you sort of have the money to go for it, you know, and you, you can have like a big... Uh, high budget, you know, prop guy thing. Uh, um, 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 you know, at least with ET, they, they were able to get a little more articulation out of it. I, I, I will give Mac and me. You know, it suffered. It was just it suffered due to the time that it came out. The early, the earlier time that it came out. <laughs> yes, um, the the early nineties. No, it was the it was nineteen eighty eight. It was nineteen eighty eight. Oh, so. It was, so- it was at least at least well before ET came out. I mean, it was it was enough, to, but not too long. Well, you know? it was kind of like when a, when one movie comes out and you know across you know the world and the other like, well, we want to make an American one. Well, you know? well, like, well and Scott, then it comes out like two months later. And, uh, you know, it's, I, they don't they don't give credit. There. I will say that um, Nirvana's album uh, Nevermind uh, came out in 1991, and uh, ET came out 3,309 days before Nirvana's debut album Nevermind. Well, I you know Peter. Leave the math to the mathematicians because I'm just a simple movie man. I mean, that's true. Who, who knows how many days are in a year? Who uh, really knows? We, we could sit here and talk semantics, Peter. Uh, but I think the important thing is that what America needs <laughs> and hits uh, uh, childhood visitation movies with friendly extraterrestrials is uh, ones that are, are going to commit. To the country, you know, and, and join up. You know, there aren't a lot of aliens portrayed well in media. Um, do you think this I mean, is true? I, I yeah. think of things like War of the Worlds, Body Snatchers, The Thing, Alien. Um, yeah. Um, which, hey, love those movies. No problem with it. It's like, yeah, you make a movie monster, totally, totally awesome. Good, good job. But I mean, I will say one of the strengths of Alien, uh, or I'm sorry, of ET. Is that you know? Et he doesn't have he doesn't have ray guns. He's not here to conquer. He's just got he's a, it's a peaceful race that just collects plants from the universe. I guess, which sounds dangerous, guys. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, it doesn't sound like a good idea. Like, I mean, you don't know what the fuck. They're just trying to get their fix, Desmond. You know, which I didn't write this into my um um prequel. Oh well, at you all, should have. But, but I actually was thinking about Little Shop of Horrors and like how like no. the correlation oh, between that like aliens one who plants Audrey too. Well, as we know, Desmond, um, we don't get most facts correct, so let's just say it was the highest. So don't even try. Film. Yeah, no, definitely. We're was. not here to hash out the facts. Okay, we are not here to play ping pong. All right, right on the 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 who made which movie first. <laughs> The important part is that, you know, we pay homage to the roots of movies. And uh, E.T. does, uh, I didn't, I don't recall the point in the credits where they actually own up. They pony up to what they did. Uh, E.T. E. was one of the highest grossing films of all time for a spell, I believe. Um, which just begs the question, like, what is it about this movie? It's, just, it, it's, it's good. I get it. I guess it's a special effects splendor. Although I will say, uh, you know, it's very easy to backseat design on creatures, but it's like... I find 
E.T. aggressively unpleasant to look at. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, Unfortunately, I, and I, I'm going to have to agree, Desmond. I, now, I understand things from across the, the galaxy could come in all shapes and sh sizes. It's People true. People do, too, and you, but, like... That's like a B character, like one of the background characters in Star Wars Cantina. Well, it know? was the background character. It was a background character in Star Wars Episode One in the yeah. Senate scene. Yes, in that set, which is hilarious. Yeah, um, to that me. they just did yeah. that. <laughs> just injected <laughs> ET into the Star Wars universe because. But he looks like a child's Play-Doh sculpture, that like <laughs> the kid designed one way, but then compromised the design so it would be able to stand. Like, right, scrunched oh. <laughs> the Play-Doh to the bottom so he like the. the Feet. It's just like oh, man. this melty thing. I it's got to be able to stand on its own, Desmond. Right. It's got to be able to stand yeah, on its own. unless you want to get it in uh, a suit, which is you know what previous movies did. Just put a man, put a, <laughs> put a man in a suit. Oh my um, goodness. He's um. <laughs> now you might what? take you you know you take the L on looks. Uh, All right, but, yeah. You, know, but, you come away with the the wholesome family film. But apparently, he, his look is based around Carl Sandburg, Ernest Hemingway, and Albert Einstein. Okay. Why? All right. Sure. Why? Lovable, child-friendly um, Carl Sandburg, um, Einstein, and Hemingway. A mixture of puppetry and suit performance. Uh, I think it's two dwarf performers and a paraplegic child. Which oh. sounds. I mean, I'm not gonna judge early, but like it seems weird. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But then well, again, they, I, if they, he's working, being paid, it just it seems. I don't know, man. I mean, if I, if I could just you know circle back to that, they use a paraplegic kid oh in, in Mac and me, um, you know, in a wheel in the wheelchair. Oh man, <laughs> we have we have literally lost the plot here. Okay, it's it's fucking. We're not going. It, we're, it's hey, we fucking, learned dirty work not to yeah, go point by yeah, point with we, the plot. By the point, roll the clip, Scott. But me, uh, I think I. <laughs> this movie's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> All right, look. look. You've, you know E.T. You you know E.T. Um, you come here for our story, yeah, not play-by-play so, so play by the original. I think let's just abandon the charade of trying to talk about E.T.'s plot. Um, is there anything anyone would like to talk about superficially about E.T.? Yeah. Before we get into the stories yeah. here, um, Scott, do you want to talk about Mac and Me for 19 minutes? <laughs> well, I'm I mean, him off of Mac and Me. Yeah, no, we're we're, we're, yeah no, no, you're, well, you're done. Thank you for yeah. giving me the floor, but I, I'm going to respectfully open it up for, because this is how we have a healthy debate in America. <laughs> what the what, Desmond, is there anything else you want to yeah, touch on? The, there's some highlights of this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, the frog sequence, which is weird. Uh, oh, uh, when the frogs start coming back to yeah, life? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And just like, so, you so remember? Set it up like their kids are, the Elliot is at school, which, by the way, Way too young to be doing this frog dissection. Dude, that's, like that's kids high like, school biology. Yeah, kids like ten, and they're cut, and they're they're alive frogs. They are killing and then dissecting. That is barb like. Did you guys have to dissect the frog? Or I did, but they were dead. I had to dissect some heinous shit. Uh, frog, a uh, uh, pig, um, um, uh, fetal fetus. pig. This is fucked up. Why? Wow, it's a weird thing to do. It's like. Yeah, uh, maybe if you're going to that field, like down the line, you yeah. get into dissection. It doesn't seem like just a standard curriculum thing. I don't well, know. What do I know about shit? Uh, but anyways, but it's uh, all the frogs. Et basically wills all the frogs back to life, which has to be super um, traumatizing for all those children. Christ, it's worth noting. Uh, you probably are aware, but Et has powers. Et has like psionic abilities, vague psionic, uh, vague psionic abilities. abilities, and like he can somehow connect or imprint on people. Yeah, not really elaborated on, but. His chest glows, gl uh, glows. His uh, finger glows. Yeah. Um, really weird how Elliot just kisses that girl. Um, also way too young for all yeah, that. Yeah. It's, 
Um, yeah. But all those frogs coming back to life, that's like, it's, it's just yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Insanity. Um, yeah. The bicycle scene, which we've already touched upon. Um, you know, Stranger Things it's season iconic, one, you know. they, you know, replicate that very well. Um, I will say uh, E.T. getting drunk is kind of fun. Just him getting drunk and watching cartoons. Getting okay. drunk on some, like, Miller Light or, you know, Coors Light. It's, like, hammered off of, like, two cans of Coors Light. Well, don't, you know, he's got a low low body weight. Hey, man, that's no excuse. It's Coors Light. That's true. It is basically foam water. It is. And this was 80s still, Coors Light. Who knows how weak it was in the 80s? Um, this movie popularized the Reese's Pieces, which I think are fucking trash candy. Oh, I hardly... I. I heartily disagree. I, I know. I love I, Reese's Pieces. All good. All good. I don't know. I, it's it's. No, no. Wait. No. What? What don't you like about Reese's Pieces? I don't like. I don't, it's not very good peanut butter. No, in it's my not. opinion, it's, it's just not. like 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 it, it, the ratio. The ratio of um, candy or chocolate coating to to peanut butter is not right to me. That which I, I enjoy a Reese's peanut butter cup. There's just more chocolate uh, there to offset mm. it. I don't know. It's it's I don't I I don't dig it. I like M and M's more, which they were originally supposed to be M and M's. I guess this was kind of a watershed moment for product placement in movies, because now everyone was just like, yeah, let me get my shit into something. Which we're recording this kind of right after Stranger Things premiered. There's a really gross Coke ad in the middle of one of the near final episodes. It's mm. just like, mm, that's good, Coca Cola. Days <laughs> of a generation. Basically, yeah. <laughs> it's like I was agreeing. Like Stranger Things is like. Oh, is it a what? billion, like, it, like it's going to be a billion dollar franchise. It's yeah, just like it's oh, billions. Yeah. Wow. Well, wow. Well, no, I mean I'm not going into a bit. Yeah, I'm just saying yeah. that's, that's a lot of money. It's yeah. a lot of fucking money. Just sold on those kids. Yeah. Get back. Get back on set, Millie. Yeah. <laughs> you're, 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 oh yeah. You want you want to take a little movie role, Dustin? Get the fuck back on our set. Jeez. You're gonna make we own no- you. We're gonna get. Don't we give you, make your nose bleed again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, but you know, you know, closing comments. Um, yeah, uh, I liked it. Um, it was fun to revisit it as an adult. Um, it's a, it's a little long. That's all I'll say about it. It's like two hours long. It's all right, but yeah. like I don't know. I just think there's spare Spielberg stuff, and I, th- I yeah, think the fact, yeah. I, I don't put this movie in the same conversation as Jaws in or like Close Jurassic Encounters. Close, well, Close Encounters is a whole different thing. Yeah, that's like not just popcorn. Yeah. Entertainment. It's a bit more. Yeah. I think. But uh, Close Encounters is a beautiful movie. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. Close Encounters. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. it's the better movie, which is just so funny how, like, this, that came out not long before. Yeah. I think the yeah. only movie, I think Raiders of the Lost Ark is in between these yeah. two. I yeah. I think. Once again, for not a fact. I actually, I, think, no, I, think, no. I, think, I, I mean, you it's... scale it back just a few years and you have Mac and me at the, as the, the origin point, the genesis of all this. <laughs> right, you know, right. So, um, yeah. so, Scott, would you recommend Mac and me? Uh, I was gonna say yes. Um, I would recommend that we that they watch the Mac and Me. Um, it is a good movie. Um, it does have a child in a wheelchair ro- uh, rolls off a cliff into a pond. <laughs> um, so that is just a safety message. There is um, stay away from them hills, you know. And and also there, there is a point near the end of the movie where uh, an officer opens fire. Uh, in front of a gas station and lights it on fire, and the gas station explodes and and, uh, and nearly kills um, whatever his name is, the child. <laughs> uh, um, uh, well, I, I sincerely hope that man was fired. Yeah, well, I mean, he's probably put on um, le- administrative leave, uh, paid his administrative leave, and then reinstated. I mean, like it was the later. 80s. I think it might have. I don't it know if it was rewarded. more or less like. Like likely that he would just be rewarded slash punished. You know what I mean? Like which yeah. direction? I guess it depends on the which department. Yeah. You know. But uh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, Desmond, would you recommend Mac and Me? If you want to see one of Drew Barrymore's best performances, 
then absolutely. <laughs> oh my god, what? Oh, you say Mac and me? Yeah, I let me take Mac that again. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, that's just hell of shade. <laughs> All right, wait, wait, wait. Mm. <clears throat> so Desmond, would you recommend Mac and me? Uh, no. Ah, that well, movie fucking sucks. Ah, well, wow. If you think if you think ET wow. is unpleasant, then Mac is even more unpleasant because Mac is stuck in this constant O face. <laughs> There's no variance on it. You don't. Oh God. It's, they all have a, that's a whistle motif. It's like Wallace when he's making O sounds, you know, just like, the Mac and me, you know, but they're not, no, they're not, they're no, not going to, no, they're no, 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 we're, we're not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to gussy it up yeah, with yeah. all these fancy special effects and grease to make it look like he's a living thing. <laughs> they are going to go in and say, Hey, we can see the seams in the shit that you made. And that's fine. There's a big vertical line going right across the top of their head. Where they made the mold. You know what? It's This is just how you make a movie, you know? You, sometimes you got to run and gun. You just got to be ready to <laughs> accept what nature and, and the movie business that you can afford puts There's in front of you. There's a sweet flash dance-like sequence in front of, like, uh, McDonald's and Mac and Me. Right? Uh, are you starring... Uh, Stop! No, uh, we can't. We, we might do Mac and Me. We don't need to get into Mac and Me. Um, so, so, um, <laughs> I would starring also... Starring Jennifer Aniston, so I was going to say um, that one uh, I would also uh, not recommend Mac and Me, um, and we'll be right back no, with our are, prequels. Are we recommending E.T.? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch, yeah, watch, yeah, watch it. You came here to do something. <laughs> um, yeah, watch E.T. Watch it's pretty Desmond's good. He's getting upset uh, the people who at home can't see him. Yeah, um, so... <laughs> so... Turning to, more... To Red and angry. Bring it all around, uh, Desmond. Threatening to threatening to punch me if people can't see that. He's not. He's not Scott, doing. Would you that. recommend ET? Um, you know, yeah, I think um, it, it's an all. It's a. And, I swear to God, Scott. I <laughs> no. swear to God. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I, I guess. I, I, I mean, it maybe like be something to like show your kid before you show them third close encounters. You know, just to make sure they can kind of handle the good shit. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the big yeah, there, all right, that yeah. stands for all right. I think all of us. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'd all just softly recommend uh, E.T. But if you want to see Drew Barrymore's best performance, uh, watch E.T. I mean She's absolutely wonderful in this movie. She's an adorable little girl. And, yeah, she's just having some 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 funny lines. Yeah. And uh Drew Barrymore, by her own admission, is not a very good actress. She has said that many a time. Yeah, she's not a very good actress. She's a wonderful person. Yeah, she's. Yeah, but right. I think she's, she's great. A good, she's a good producer. Um, she advocates you know. a lot for women in behind the scene roles yeah. and stuff like that, which is like cool and all that. Um, don't like most of her movies. Anyways, um, we'll be right back <laughs> after these messages with our prequels, sequels, and remakes. So, don't go anywhere. So we'll be right back. So don't the- press that thirty second plus button two times to get past the ad that's about to play now. Don't. Do it. Why is it three seconds Maybe forward, me. but only fifteen seconds back? Because you might have skipped too far and you want to go back. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Me, 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 me. Welcome back to the prequel, sequel, remake, Bad Boys podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Desi the tough guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tough guys. Yeah. This is the only podcast that that goes there. We're going there with the edginess <laughs> that you that we're playing it up now. The fact that we are so irreverent, and you're going to listen to us in the morning. Yeah, I said, uh, yeah, eat spicy food. My dad said makes your dick bigger. Ha, 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 ooh, ooh. You know, I was talking to a, a politician on the phone, and he left me a message about farting. Don't miss it. The prequel, sequel, remake, Bad Boys Morning Hour. It's, I mean, are vegetables a steak? Because I don't want it. <laughs> I thought well, I, uh, pizza was a vegetable. I got a Lazarus pit in my bathroom, but I, it doesn't matter to me. You don't see, you don't see him bragging about it. 
Okay, so I go to my doctor's the other day. The other day, he, he goes on my ass and he's like, you got colorectal cancer. And I'm like, look, buddy, you ain't sticking nothing near my ass. I don't care if it's life-saving or not. Okay? Don't miss the prequels and Bad Boys Morning Podcast Hours. Put holes in condoms and give them out. Don't forget about it. We're going to be there in the morning. Well, we're back from that ad. You definitely didn't skip by hitting the skip button in any of the podcast apps that allow that to happen. It certainly doesn't happen with anyone who listens to any podcast. Podcast advertising is very successful, and um, people should advertise more on this show. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say I disagree. Um, And we are just here in the studio geared up for what we do here at Prequel Sequel Remake. Now, what is that, Scott? Well, I explained it at the beginning, but I guess I'll... Okay, we're, we're, we're making the movies for E.T. today. Yeah, and the, um, the prequel, sequels, and remakes. The, the prequel, sequels, and remakes. And in true prequel, sequel, remake fashion, we're going to start off with the prequel. Oh, I thought, thought we were doing, like, you know, nice, like, antipasta. Or no, like, we're uh, not. No. I'm on no. prequel. Here we <laughs> <Okay>. go. <laughs> hey, <laughs> title. Don't, don't get in his way, Peter. <laughs> Pre-T. <laughs> The Pretty Extraterrestrial. <laughs> Directed oh by Joe God. Dante. Oh, great, 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 great. Tagline, he's afraid. He's alone. He's an alien Al Capone. <laughs> okay. The poster's just, you know, E.T. with a little Tommy gun from a little gangster outfit. All right, well, you, so that's a little preview for what's going to happen. Well, you've taken and twisted me every which way here, Desmond. I don't know what to expect, um, and that's great. So... We open to the familiar Lucasfilm logo. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, lights up the screen in a glowing blue font. E.T., Episode 1, A Piece of the Action, stretches across the screen in a horizontal text scroll that reads the following. As always, it is a time of war. The Trade Federation is yet again blocking trade routes to various Outer Rim worlds of Kali, Huck, and Brodo Asogi. <laughs> the as- Protoists. Asoji- the Asogians have carried out a successful attack on one of the Trade Federation's crown attack vessels. With reinforcements soon to be deployed, they made a hyperspace jump to a nearby blue planet. Little do they know, Darth Sidious's forces are closing in. We see the Asogian. Uh, Asogian. <clears throat> it's Asogian. It's Asogian, yeah. We see the Asogian ship glide through space toward Earth with a gigantic Star Destroyer following it, dwarfing it in size. It fires two photon uh, torpedoes, hitting the Asogian vessel, sending it careening towards Earth. The Nemoidians of the Trade Federation look on. Viceroy Gunray! (laughs) The Asogian ship seems to have crash-landed on a nearby planet! Blast! Darcinius would not be pleased. Shall we ready the landing party? At once. And call the Mandalorian. See if he's in this system. We must eradicate the Asogians and send a message to the entire galaxy. Nobody fucks with the Trade Federation. 
I will say you're doing these Trade Federation voices more tastefully than the I mean, done in I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> you got, if you know, if you know those guys, <laughs> Viceroy yeah. Gunray. Yeah, yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, so bad. Yeah, no, we bad. would never do anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, On Earth, 1930s Chicago, a bunch of gangsters rob a bank. Get your hands up in the air if you know what's good for you. Yeah, or else we'll pump you full of lead. One of the gangsters fires off a few Tommy gun rounds, and the rest of the group cackles infectiously. Another gangster goes to the bank teller. Now open up the vault, see? And make it snappy. We want the cabbage. The teller opens the vault, only to be knocked unconscious by the butt of a Tommy gun. The gangsters file into the vault and load up. They exit, and a hidden security agent comes around a corner firing a pistol. He hits one of the gangsters several times. Betty! You shot Betty, you louse! He unloads on the guard, blowing him back. The two drag Benny into the getaway car. Alerted police make their way down the block to the now alarm-triggered bank. Ah, cheeks! Get this bucket out of here! We're taking fire! The getaway driver put him. Wow, well that's a uh, stage direction that uh, I'm reading as character. Let me go back. <laughs> cheeks! Get this bucket out of here! We're taking fire! The getaway driver punches it as the other gangsters fire back at the police. One of the gangsters holds the dying Benny. Hold on, Benny. We'll get you out of here. <coughs> this to be Mickey. <sighs> be good. Yeah, the fuck does that mean? The gangsters successfully escape and go to dump their vehicle in a river just outside of town. They take off their masks for a smoke. Uh, they take off their masks for a smoke break. The team consists of Mickey Malone, Seamus Colm, O'Colm, and Lucky Finucci. We lost a good one tonight. To Benny. To Benny. Just then, an explosion is heard. The ground trembles. The three gangsters go to investigate the commotion, only to find the crashed Asogian ship. Meanwhile, in space, Viceroy Gunray pages the Asogian Senator <laughs> Grebleeps. <laughs> you do see, Senator. You will be held accountable for your people's actions. It is an act of treason to attack a trade federation vessel. We stand with the Federation. Those associates acted alone and not in our people's best interest. This is not negotiable. The Chancellor would not be pleased. Transmission out. Sir, the Mandalorian has arrived. Good. Send him to me. What can I do for you, Viceroy? I need you to track down any associates that live through the wreckage on that planet. The Mandalorian removes his helmet. No problem, little baby bird. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, man. <laughs> Back on Earth, the gangsters inspect the ship wreckage. Yeah, it looks like a big tin can. Yeah, what do you suppose it is, boss? Just then, a frightened Asogian makes his way out of the ship. Yeah, holy shit, look at the mug on that one. You always want ugly sons of a bitch. Want me to whack him, boss? The poor Asogian cowers in fear. Hey, I don't know. Say... You a stool pigeon? Cause we hate us a stool pigeon. Mickey raises his gun at E.T. who shakes his head. Good. Yeah, you don't look like you're from around here. You from Colorado or something? <laughs> E.T. shakes his head. He motions to the sky. Up there. Ah, moon man, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that something? You wanna be in our gang? Boss, you serious? You really gonna replace Benny with some freak we found down by the river? We then see E.T. over Benny's corpse by the car. The glowing fingertip, E.T. resurrects the fallen gangster. Benny gasps for air and looks around confused. What happened? Th this isn't right. No, I shouldn't be here. 
I sh it shouldn't be here. <laughs> uh, look at Benny. He's alive again. Looks like the Coloradian is a healer. <laughs> Coloradian. <laughs> See, Seamus, now we gotta let him in the gang. Gee, Moon Man, thanks for bringing our buddy back to life. I mean, he was a serial killer and all, but whatever. <laughs> We're making you an honorary wise guy. Here, have a swig of some shine. Mickey hands E.T. a picturesque bottle of hooch. E.T. takes a swig off of it and is immediately inebriated. Yeah, I think he likes it, boys. Let's go to town and get this little fucker a tiny little pinstripe suit. Just then, the Neboidian <laughs> the ground party arrives, blasters in hand. Halt. The creature you associate with is an intergalactic criminal. Hand him over at once, and you will not be harmed. We ain't no rats! The gangsters unload their Tommy guns on the Nemoidians, cutting through them like butter and killing them all with ease. One Nemoidian stumbles, begging for his life as he chokes on his own blood. Please, we can make you rich with all the jewels of Naboo. Here, take this. The Nemoidian weakly grabs a jewel-encrusted pendant he wears and offers it to Mickey. Mickey shoots him in the head with his snub-nosed pistol and spits <laughs> on the corpse. <laughs> Oh, shit. The only one who's taking anything is you, Stoolie, and it's the big sleep, you hear? Now, as I was saying, let's take our moon man friend out in the town. The boys take E.T. out, getting him fitted with an adorable little suit. <laughs> <laughs> and we see a montage of them teaching the E.T. The boys take E.T. out, getting him fitted for an adorable little suit. We see a montage of them teaching E.T. gangster lingo. Drinking with E.T. at the bar, extorting money from local businesses. E.T. proves to be quite the wise guy with a knack for brutal violence and talking out of the side of his mouth. Yeah. yeah! You know what, Moon Man? I never thought I'd have a friend like you. Yeah! Yeah! Me too! All the gangsters have the same voice now. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. That was Mickey and Seamus. Lucky. I named someone Cheeks earlier. Look. <laughs> Who cares? Most of the characters in mine have the same voice. It's, it's, that makes you feel better. It's fucking pre-T. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Peter. Yeah, well, shut the fuck up. All right, sorry. Shit. Yeah, yeah. You's a regular charmer. You've warmed our hearts. We ain't talked to the Don about getting you made. <laughs> At the spacecraft land site, Police search the wreckage. Boba Cerrone lands his Predator-class ship, see episode 28, Dirty Work, in, the, in plain sight. He exits his aircraft. He, he, ex he exits his spacecraft and is immediately approached by cops. You might explain to us what's going on here, sir? Yeah, or are we going to have to take you downtown? Boba, Boba Cerrone stands there. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle, little baby bird. Oh, Cop number one goes for his gun. Boba Cerrone quickly draws his blaster pistols, efficiently shooting both patrolmen in the head. Ah. Cerrone dispatches his sweet Star Wars armor for some reason and disguises himself as a policeman. Whatever. <laughs> Seizing the police bike, he makes his way to town. E.T. lurks through a dimly lit street, following a man. This continues for several blocks, till the Mark ducks into a building. E.T. follows him inside. The man is intoxicated and stumbles with his keys to get into his room. E.T. approaches from behind, brandishing a shiv. E.T. drives the blade into the man. Mr. Salieri sends his regards, says E.T. before walking away into the night. The man is left bleeding out. Oh, God. Mickey is pleased upon hearing E.T.'s success in his impossible task. The boys gather to go to the dawn that evening. E.T. would become a made guy. <laughs> 
There's a mixture of so many things going on. Yeah, here. it's, it's, um, it's uh, hey, it's a, I said it was garbage. A, no, no, it was no, off mic. Yeah, it was that. off mic. You told me in private. Um, would care for you not to share our private conversations with our hundred of listeners. Hundred. Hundred. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm so sorry. As they pull their vehicle in front of the Don's front, that's that's a sentence. They park their vehicle in front of the Don's front because the Don's front is the auto shop. It just sounds weird out loud. Whatever. Yeah. A cop approaches <laughs> the parked gangsters. Hey, cool it. You got a piece? Stash it, boys. The cop walks up to the car. Have you seen this boy? He flashes a picture of E.T. Yeah, I mean, I mean, no. <laughs> no I've never seen him. <laughs> Who is that right there? Sarone points to E.T., obviously in the front seat of the car. <laughs> Strone disarms the gangsters and rips E.T. right out of the seat of the car. He blasts off with his jetpack. As the two fly away, E.T. mind melts with Sarone, pulling buried memories. E.T. shows Paul Sarone images of his mother, whose face he had long forgot. Lost loves, his happiness as a child. Paul Sarone looks at E.T., sheds a tear. Oh, I'm so sorry. I understand. Thank you, E.T. Sarone then lands and lets E.T. loose and just kind of disappears from the entire story in his predator ship. Just as the mob guys wake up, the Star Destroyer comes into orbit and dispatches a shuttlecraft. Hey, Mickey, you gotta get the Moon Man back to his ship before the space fuzz come for him. Yeah, we'll hold him off for a while. Mickey and E.T. steal a bike from a passing child and ride off. <laughs> the shuttlecraft lands and out walks Darth Maul. No. But he's even more badass because this time he's got fully exposed cock ring. <laughs> oh, oh God! And a fork tongue. Uh, Darth Maul. Fucks. Wait, just the ring? Uh, yeah. Just how do you do? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Don't que so, let's, question it. Makes it worse. Just let it hang out there. Yes. Like, like Darth Maul is letting it hang out yeah, there. Yeah, he quite clearly is. One mobster comes up to Darth Maul with fisticuffs. Come here, you big galoot. Why I order? Darth Maul cuts him in half <laughs> and proceeds to slaughter roughly 20 more gangsters. <laughs> it's a bloodbath. Meanwhile, Mickey and E.T. get away on the bicycle, do the flying thing, except it's E.T. and a fully grown man with a gold tooth. <laughs> Eventually getting E.T. to his broken ship. E.T. repairs it with ease, really calling into question if E.T. was stranded at all. Uh, as E.T. prepares to say goodbye to Mickey, Mickey cocks his Tommy gun and says... Fuck the Trade Federation, and points it at the audience, fires, and fades to black. The end. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, my God. Well, um... As, as, as a member of uh, what is, you know, the, a fine art uh, educational documentary-style podcast, yes. people, people yes, 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 remake, yes. I think it was fantastic, Desmond. <laughs> uh, what am I, high point. Um, uh, 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 I liked how you went to Wikipedia and found out what E.T.'s race was called. Yes, thank you. Oh, yeah, you man. Exactly yeah. Wikipedia. That, that, exactly that, Wikipedia. That, that's good. That's good homework. That's good homework. Yeah. My uh, favorite part was the, the gangsters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I liked how um, the gangsters were. Uh, I liked Paul Cerrone being a Mandalorian. Uh, well, yeah, I, I love her like that. Okay, the, the ongoing, scratch the gangsters. The ongoing saga. Boba Cerrone. Boba Cerrone in space. Uh, man, um, I mean, you know, he's such a versatile character. I, I really feel like, you know, we, uh, this ain't gonna be the last time we see him. Oh know? no! Uh, oh no! You'll never uh, see the last. Uh, of Paul which is Cerrone. funny because I think I think the last episode that 
we put out actually Adam in it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have too much. You can't. That's the really important can't. thing you did realize is you can't have too much. Yeah, we, we barely got enough the first time. We barely got enough this time. He yeah. just disappears um, from yeah. the story. Oh, you know, another aspect that I liked about it uh, was that, you know, this you don't see a lot of, like, alien contact movies set in, like, thirty the 30s kind of time. You oh, know, they're yeah. always more, like, more new. Yeah, or the time they released. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, I liked how you referenced uh, one of the best Star Trek, the original series episodes, a piece of the action where they go to the, the gangster planet. It's one of my favorite episodes of Star Trek ever. Yeah, uh, it's so bad. It's not a good episode. Oh, what are you talking about? It's great. It's, it's the it's but you know what, what I mean? It's, it's not one like the thought provoking ones that are like an ethics tale. It's just like Jim Kirk doing a bad. Look, the, the way I look at it is most of the original series episodes are comical by today's standards. At least that one is very funny. There's like a handful of ones that can be taken seriously. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not like TNG, you know, which is fucking But great. TNG, TNG has more boring episodes. Yeah, but it also has more, more episodes. episodes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, you're right. Um, um, we, thank you, I did. Yeah, yeah. We can talk yeah, about that of, forever. Lots yeah. of fun. Lots of fun. Yeah. We'll save that for yeah, but, um, yeah, the what pre- a- prequel, sequel, remake, Bad Boys, Morning Show... Uh, Star Trek edition. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but um, which, what, <laughs> which is, you know, where we we're, we're taking a reverent take. It really would be great to do like our talks on a Star Trek episode because Scott's not like really f- like f- familiar yeah, with a lot. Of I would I would have to watch them like before oh, we do, do the, the episode. You know? Yeah. I'm like about as unversed in Star Trek as one could be. Most of the movies stand alone. Uh, although I do movies. really like the animated series. Yeah, the animated I, I just love me a good limited animation. Yeah, it was the Hanna Barbera animated series, yeah. right? Filmation. I think. Oh, I thought it was. Which Hanna I mean, the line. The Everybody's got yeah. tan eyes because yeah. they don't want to color in all those eyes. But um, yeah, let's let's go through the stats real quick. So budget twenty five million, extensive reuse of costumes and basic thirty sets. Gross two hundred million. Many participants are disgusted families. Uh, <laughs> Critic score, 97%. A heartwarming classic that brings us back to a simpler time in Hollywood. All while reminding us that deep inside, we're all a bunch of sociopathic killers. Homo Colm. Slam Fest magazine. Slam Feast magazine. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Slamfest. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is an illicit magazine. <laughs> this is just for adults. Slam feast. That doesn't sound good either. <laughs> it sounds. I don't know which one sounds better. They both sound bad. For some reason, slam feast sounds like it's gonna be like, uh, uh, like like wrestling plus food somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I get that. Look, I was the state I was in when I wrote this because slam is all in caps. Allegedly. <laughs> Uh, Audience score, 65%. Like, I'm glad Universal found a way to use their basic backlot sets and costumes again, uh, but I really don't understand the marriage of ideas or the reason for this existing on screen. (laughs) Someone should be fired. (laughs) Somebody probably was. Somebody probably was. That being said... All jokes aside, and the silliness of that, it's like, if someone were to really seriously take, like, E.T. with gangster. I mean, yeah, I'd love like, it. I would love it. It's so good. It's like a movie, like, we would love that would make $5 million at the box office, and we'd be like, why wasn't there a Blu-ray release? And they'd be like, because it made $5 million. I can totally million. imagine him in that, in that outfit, you know? Right, right. Like, yeah. Like, you're like, not, I'm not trying to, like, rush through a stupid yeah, little... fanfic script. It's like, actually, like, having, like, E.T. warms some gangster's heart. <laughs> like... Like the gangsters, like are horrible. Like, like yes, ew. yes, they are. <laughs> All right, well, um, that was um, a that was a prequel. Um, it was heartwarming prequel. It was a. It was a heart, heart bulleting in, prequel as in well. In so far but, yeah. that um, E.T. brought someone back to life and technically warmed his heart. 
<laughs> like he's like, he's like, I shouldn't be here. Like, this is right. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was waiting for his existential plea to be like, oh god, it was on the other side. It was beautiful. I understood everything. Look, I ran long <laughs> yeah. the last like two episodes. Right, fair, I right, had right. to fucking dial it back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, short and sweet. Short but, and sweet. But now it's time for sequel, which is time to get serious. Um, yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Sequel, which, sequels make or break. You know, double the. F- Double the pleasure, double the fun. Double, double McGum. Double, double the guns. Yeah, double McGum. That flavor lasts forever. So you better forever. have at least twice as many guns in yours as, as Desmond had in his. And I didn't count, but you know what? We're not about... It's not We're fact, not about stats. Um, yeah, so uh, I've got sequel this week. Um, spoiler alert. It is. All right, so I've got sequel this week, and um, we're going to do something a little different. Um, I'm going to start with the synopsis, and during the synopsis, I'm going to reveal the title, the director, and the tagline. So um, I'm breaking new ground here um, on the E.T. episode of Prequel Sequel Remake. Um, I'll say keep an open mind and uh, let the vision fully eclipse your vision, and um, you'll have a good time. Or you won't, and then, you know, we can just not be friends. Well, Peter, I'm I'm getting ready to uh, uh, I'm getting ready to, to listen here. I'm also uh, you brought the ball of bitters in here. Yeah, he's just pouring like uh, he's just got a cup of bitters. No, no, it's 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 bitters and it's a little bit of fruit juice. And yeah, let me just tell you, um, <laughs> hey, shows. Um it's delicious bitters. We don't know, uh, but it's bitter. It's bitter stuff, <laughs> um, and it's good. When you like some, when you like something, you really like it, and that's something I respect about you. You know, it's just, it's just, it has no business tasting this good. All right. Uh, Peter. So. <clears throat> I'm ready. As I said, we're going to start with the synopsis. So, synopsis. <clears throat> the acrid mist stung Dave's eyes as he leaned against his shovel. The digging was tough work. The fabled metallic sands of Brodo Asoji were living up to every bit of their reputation. Break time's over, Dave. The suns will be setting soon. Kurt called up to his friend who picked up his shovel and summarily got back to work. At this point, you might be asking yourself why three space travelers with an ionized Thromulan engine are busy toiling with such rudimentary tools as aluminum shovels. Well, if the hypermagnetized atmosphere hadn't scrambled every one of the circuits on their ship, they would have vaporized their way to their underground destination. It took every bit of their chief engineer Chris' know-how to get the track monitor to pinpoint these coordinates. Of all the planets they had stumbled upon along their journey, none had been quite like this one. Guys! Chris shouted from deep in the dunes. I, I think, I think I've got it! Kurt, their fearless leader, stumbled forward and activated his auto-indicating monocular. He brushed the sand aside to reveal the entrance they had journeyed so many light years to find. It was a tight, taut hole that stank to all high heaven. But with a little brute force, Kurt was able to get it open, wide enough in order to pass through. All right, boys, turn the lights out. This is dangerous. Cue title card. The grunge-tastic Nirvana-rama fun-time mystery gang in Here We Are Now. Enter Anus. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, directed so by... that's why we were talking about Nirvana <laughs> Directed by... So dense. Directed by Peter Hunter, because I'm unwilling to attribute what's about to transpire to anyone else. <laughs> Fair enough. Can you gotta, we just put this out here? <laughs> No one here really cares about E.T. very much, do they? Not a lot. I think it's well apparent. I will, I'll, I'll, I'll have a better idea once we hear Scott's, but it's like... There's episodes where there, we got some skin in the game. And there's episodes where no one really gives a fuck. Look, Desmond. Yeah. I think it's one of those. Look, look Desmond, you got four we're, more. We're all strapped in for the ride no matter what. It's like, you know, roller coaster when you're going... Right when we get to the top, we're about to go down. Yeah. 
Yeah, we. we <laughs> when, at this point, you're committed. You're strapped in. Look, you should hope. You better hope you're strapped railblazer. in. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'm just saying. Now, uh, you know, you're saying I'm not committed. I've got uh, four whole pages of thing to read here. You don't. You don't know how deep the rabbit hole goes into this anus. Um, tagline: The untold true story. Okay. <laughs> Kurt fired the bolt-action repelling hook into the soft floor below, and the three bandmates spelunked into the foul cave. It had been 17 space years, that's 36 Earth minutes, since Dave and Chris had taken that fat bong rip inside the washing machine the band bought at a used car sale. It turned out to be a transgalactic generator. For several days, the members of uh, Nirvana just assumed their weed dealer, Turnpike, had spiked their stash with something unseemly. But no, the THC triggered the generator's thermal warp drive and transported the Grammy award-winning sensation to a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Now, the bassist, oh drummer, and frontman, whom had penned such hits as Rape Me and Radio-Friendly Unit Shifter, dedicated every hour of their lives to finding a way back home. Sure, they immediately wanted to smoke more weed, but they had smoked the last of their supply on their journey here. Plus, in other galaxies, uh, weed is totally illegal. It's a major bummer. They had chased leads across the galaxy, but things were made much easier when they discovered all of modern pop culture was actually true a billion light years away and a million years in the past. Everything. Everything. Especially the fucking snorks. Though their genocidal rampages were unsurprisingly omitted from their <laughs> darling children's TV show. Never liked the snorks. Um, snorks! After discovering that the Alth planet had been annihilated by a lethal bout of space rubella, the three marijuana-addled youths only knew of one other creature who had successfully traveled to Earth and back. E.T., the extraterrestrial. Of course, tracking down the planet of the suckers was no easy task. Turns out, you can't walk into a cantina on Alderaan and ask where to find an E.T., Luckily, Chris was a total nerd and read a bunch of Star Wars Extended Universe novels on their first nationwide tour, so he knew that E.T. was actually one of an ancient race of paddle-footed, large-eyed sentients called the Asogians. What a total fucking dork. Yeah, like, it's worth noting, actually, the E.T. that we find in our story is, like, supposed to be, like, millions of years old. Yeah, it's 10 like, million well, years that's old. That's why he's, maybe that's why he's all uh, wrinkly. <laughs> well, they're all wrinkly. Well... Yeah, but probably really all really old. Like a CGI, like E.T. flipping around, kicking someone's ass. Oh, like, like, they, like, did, like they did with Yoda and ruined Yoda? Oh, oh actually, that's, I was thinking like the baby and Kung Pao. But oh. I, know, I was thinking the baby. The Yoda, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, both, they're both good examples things of, that are they should good? never happen. <laughs> yeah, right. and, like, the guys, they're good like, examples. The, the tangible, actual, physical person's just head bobbing around. Whoa, and your, it's whoa. like, yeah, you're in that movie where you got your ass kicked by CGI goop. Great. Hey. Kung Pao into the Fist doesn't have a prequel, sequel, or remake. Anyways, Dave raised his torch and illuminated the cave around him. The walls were adorned with the guts of countless consumer electronics. It was as if a horde of velociraptors had run train on a cadre of speaking spells, light brights, and Teddy Ruxpins. Mother of God. Guess Spielberg didn't take a lot of creative liberties. Inquisitive little fucks. Inquisitive they are more than you think. A feeble voice began coughing in the distance. Dave! Get the light! The torch hovered over the trembling form. He was green and dressed in haggard clothing. A tiny claw topped cane was a few perilous inches away from his outstretched hand. Oh my god, it's fucking Yoda! The Yoda-like figure gagged and spat blood into the faces of the three legendary grunge rockers. Yoda, I am not. Many of us there are, you know. Not like we're all Yoda we are. Well, that's a good point, I guess. Author's note. 
Yoda's species actually still isn't defined. It's literally called Yoda's species on Wikipedia. You'd think the property that is 18 novels about the fucking chess game the droids and Chewie play in A New Hope would have sorted that out by now. Peter, do you want to know I had this realization like all, probably the same time span you looked it up and realized <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, Yoda's species, because when I was looking up the E.T. shit, it was like, What's Yoda's thing called? Yeah, it's, it's like Yoda's species. It's like wait, really? Yeah, they just don't have it. No, they don't. Really? That's, wow. That's not the Star Wars story you tell. Yeah, no. Considering no like how like iconic of a piece of that whole tapestry of the original three really is. Yeah, that's yeah. surprising. Yeah, you think I'm surprising that after all the the, the backfill of the the novels, that, that that never came up. No, not once apparently. That's an oversight. Anywho, way, to go, way to go. Way to go. Anywho, this particular member of Yoda's species was bleeding to death at the bottom of a stinky cave on the planet the E.T. species is from while being observed by the currently unstuck-in-time members of the band Nirvana. Just want to make sure we're all clear on what a clusterfuck this whole thing is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are. Yeah. I'd be so surprised this is the sequel to E.T. Hey, man. This was a route to go, and I love hey. it for it. It's, like, uh, it's just really not the person you asked for its sequel. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I love it. Somebody really wanted to do this. I, yeah. actually, Somebody is Peter. I actually did once. <laughs> no. um, you did, right? I did. Yeah, I did okay, ask yeah, for okay. sequel. No, no, it's okay. I don't mean to be shithead. I'm going to be um, No, no, no. Don't worry, son. Do not ask of them without proper offer, you must. What do you mean? Do not ask of them without proper offer, you must. Okay, uh, but I, I'm not really getting the whole Yoda syntax here. Kurt, it's not that hard. You just put the second thing in front of the first thing. I, I'm just saying it wouldn't hurt to be a little more clear here. I mean, do all of you speak like this? I thought that was just like a Yoda thing. Suddenly, three red dots appeared on the chest of the bleeding Yoda whatever that, that thing. In an instant, its chest was caved in by a concussive blast. The members of Nirvana were shocked to discover that the figure standing before them was none other than the Predator. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. Fuck yes. <laughs> that is an alien. Oh, that, man. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. We'll talk later. Yeah. <sighs> Nobody move. The Predator shifted his head from side to side with the curiosity of a cat discovering a string for the very first time. Chris and Kurt didn't budge an inch, but Dave Grohl's mind was abuzz with all the Foo Fighters songs he might never get to write. <laughs> the Predator lowered its weapon and held up a small tablet. He pointed to the screen. It showed a small brown ape that is, for some reason, always called a monkey, and a man in a big yellow hat. Oh, oh no! Oh, oh no! Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. They're on Earth, Kurt whispered. The Predator put the tablet away and proceeded to blast out of the cave. Man, that was some fucked up shit. Yep, now let's go find those ETs and get back home or whatever. I, I kind of forgot. Anyways. The three wandered the cave for what seemed like days, but will actually be minutes because I won't describe it happening past this sentence, until they finally arrived at the throne room. A particularly tall Brodo Asogi sat at a throne constructed from dot matrix printers and off-end stereo equipment with a line of crudely armored minions. They raised their space spears at the members of Nirvana with great vigor. Blade cool, guys. Kurt Cobain raised his hand in peace, and the chief, Brodo Asogi, motioned to his men to lower their weapons. Friends, we have journeyed a great distance to beg your assistance. We have searched countless light years to find a species which had made the journey back to our home, Earth. And yours is the only one we have known to do it. One of your own will make that journey millions of years from now. And with his assistance, 
we might be able to return just in time to release our third album, In Utero. And, uh, have we already, like, settled on the name In Utero? Dave, we've been talking about this for years now. We're not changing it. Oh, wh- whatever. We'll talk about it when we get back on Earth. We're not talking about it when we get back on Earth. It's called In Utero. The chief motioned to one of his aides. He scurried to a small room behind the throne and brought back a golden tray. I... I don't... I don't understand. The chief furrowed his brow. Authoring. Wait, Kurt, it's just like that Yoda thing said. We have to give them an offering if they want them to help us. Oh, oh, of course. Chris, the Reese's Pieces. The, the what? Chris, the Reese's Pieces. You know, the ones we stonily discovered in your pockets days after we were transported here. The ones we've been holding onto for years for this very occasion. Oh, those were all the Reese's Pieces? Yes, Christ. They don't have 7-Elevens in the Outer Rim. Now give me the damned Reese's Pieces. Well, um, I, uh, I kind of ate them two days ago. What? You've got to be shitting me. We've been saving those for years, and you fucking caved days before we'll need them? Well, I mean, maybe if someone had taken the time to describe our adventures in the cave, it would have made more sense. Don't you get meta on me now, you son of a bitch! Kurt, what are we gonna do? Kurt fell to his knees and cursed the hunger-stricken stomach of his stupid-ass bass player with an even more (laughs) frustrating name of Chris, because you just want to say Chris every time. But his name is Chris. (laughs) Their whole journey hinged on those tasty little morsels of peanut butter wrapped in chocolate with a smooth candy coating. Would their journey be all in vain? Suddenly... It was all clear. Dave, grab his hands. What? Kurt, hold on. It's the only way, Dave. Guys, come on. Kurt, Kurt, I I don't know if you know it to be true, Dave. Wait, 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 wait. I'm the bassist, guys. You need me. Remember that one bass line I wrote? No, because I write all your bass lines. Come on, I had to have written one. No. He's right. Dave cracked Christ over the back of his head with a rock. Kurt and Dave picked up the now limp body of the bassist of Nirvana and placed it on the golden tray. The chief Brodo Asogi leaned forward and took a sniff of the bassist. Offering accepted. The horde of Asogians barred down on Christ and started ripping his flesh from the bone. Sinew intended were torn asunder in the gaping maws of the adorable ILM creations. <laughs> the ordeal was over in a few minutes, but the images would haunt Kurt Cobain for the rest of his life. Yet he knew it had to be done. Wiping blood from his mouth, the chief Brodo Asoji turned to the two remaining members of Nirvana. He will phone home. Thank you. Later that evening, Kurt and Dave sat gazing at the sunset as a Brodo Sojian ship blasted off in the direction of Earth. They knew they would have to live with what they did to their bassist and friend, but they took comfort in the fact that knowing their journey would soon be over. As soon as one brave little Asoji finally phoned home. The end. <coughs> wow. Fuck yeah. That's a musical journey. Um, hilarious, Peter. Um, Thank you. Love the Nirvana stuff for some reason. <laughs> Once again, it's hilarious. This is the sequel to E.T. I love how my prequel to E.T. takes place bef- after Curious George vs. Predator, but your sequel to E.T. takes place before. Hey, you know. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the timeline is. Look, we're in the past here. They got Maybe transported. The they got transported to the past. Ah! 
very right. Yeah, there we Actually, go. I really can't wait to re-listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of timeline in, in, in a lot of a lot of uh, big shoes coming down in the PSR timeline. You know, we we gotta figure out exactly when all of this takes place. I hope no one listening really loves ET. <laughs> you know, I feel like we've like kind of. We haven't really shattered ET. Yeah, yeah but it's been, fine. It's fine. Pl- look, I looked up hit stuff about him on Wikipedia. That should show my you dedication. Know, you know what I fucking hate most about ET, actually? What? Is, is the extending neck. That is foul. Oh, yeah. That is foul. Ah, that is a fucking yeah. extending, uncircumcised penis. Oh, just God. <laughs> just, just, oh, let me squirt. Uh, <laughs> hey. You know what? <laughs> it's the After Hours uh, cast. What is, is it? Pringle Sequel Rewind After Hours with the bad boys. I mean, we're tagged as explicit in iTunes. <laughs> Every uh, podcast is tagged as explicit. Not all of them. You'd no, be surprised. I mean, I, yeah. I mean sure. Not Look, all of them, but. the number one recommended podcast, if you listen to ours, is some Christian podcast. And I don't know why. Wait, what? Right. On that, yeah. Are you talking about... Um, yeah, if you look to, if you scroll down to iTunes and go past the reviews and go to recommended, one of the first ones is like a Christian podcast. Okay. Yeah, I know. I don't get it either. Would it make more sense if like, um, there's a movie podcast or a comedy podcast or a movie comedy podcast? Yeah, well, I don't know what to tell you, Scott. Prequel, I sequel, think a, Rapture? Yeah, the oh. fine, there's, there's a fine art to a Rapture. Um, there we'll get into art. that. Um, but right, <laughs> Will we? <laughs> right now, we... What, when are we, we going to get into that? We've touched on an amazing uh, prequel. Very, and we just had an, <laughs> a beautifully musical sequel. Very faithful. Very faithful um, to the originals. And we're, we're sticking to our guns. We're sticking to the ribs. We're st- you know, got to get oatmeal. That's how you get, you get something to stick to your ribs, you know? Yeah. You make, give you a little bit of energy for the day. You just don't want a candy bar and milk. It's not safe. It's not friendly, and it's uh, not healthy. I mean, we're quick, not here to talk about. Uh, quick, 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 what quick, are you even talking quick, about? Quick aside, Scott, are you eating a candy bar and milk for breakfast now? No comment. Well, um, mm. let's listen to this uh, candy bar milk fueled um, remake that, that you have bestowed upon That's us. That's right, guys. Um, um, hopefully, oh it's boy. just as faithful as um, our prequel and sequel. Let's just say that. Um, Hey, if you don't like it, I hope I entertained you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, here we are now. You know, Enter Scott, anus. You know, Sky, take a drag of your uh, oh, uh, yeah. substitute liquid. Yeah. And, allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Your alleged substitute liquid. Allegedly. And uh, strap on in because old uh, Scotty B. Scotty B. <laughs> America's uh, other sweetheart. Desi B, Scotty yeah. B, and Peter H. <laughs> wow. 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 That's <laughs> no, just, 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 just your name. Look, hey, look your name. all I have to say to you, Scott, is here we are now. Enter anus. Ah, oh, I get it. I get it. Did it's you not like get a, it the first time? No, I was like, what? what this is an anus joke. <laughs> enter, enter, enter anus. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott, yeah. remake. Take us away on the, the remake train. Oh, yes. To so, Georgia. Uh, yeah, guys, I hope you're ready uh, for some fun times, fun <laughs> entertainment um, relating to the... Definitely to the movie that we oh god we made oh no we I already, were talking about it. I already know what it is and I'm mad uh, Desmond is seething but not making sounds he knows we knows what it is too so yeah I, I, actually Peter you may think you know you have no idea <laughs> all right, all right ne- I, neither if you have all right have, Scott have, Scott have, yeah I'll keep idea. an open mind you keep but, an open mind uh, but if I am yeah. right I'll be very mad Trumbo, well Trumbo too. Trump. <laughs> Fuck you for being a Trumbo. <laughs> go, wow. Uh, I might as well throw my script out. Exactly what I wrote. Thanks, Tez. Thanks a lot. All right. Um. Yeah. So. So go. <clears throat> go along remaking. Um. 
Yeah. E uh, e.T. Here we go. Uh, title. <laughs> E.T. Remake. That is the title. I love it. Yeah. Okay. You know, I like it when you get to the point when you just know exactly what you're getting into. You know exactly yeah. what you're getting into. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, uh, that's what really makes this fine art. And I'm going to say this is a fine art podcast. This is uh, this is an educational podcast, and so this is fair use. Uh, and I just want to say that um, this E.T. remake is brought to you by uh, Pay Shows. Uh, this is aromatic cocktail bitters. All right. Now, this was awarded a <laughs> diploma of honor at the Grand Exhibition of Al Altona, Germany uh, in 1869. So if you're looking for a nice red bitter Wait a minute. You got beverage. an award 150 years ago and you're still talking about hey, it? Hey, what about the blue ribbon? All right. You know, you got to you got to just uh, you got to put your successes first. You know, 150 uh, <laughs> years ago, though, it's been good for that long, Peters, and it'd be good for much longer. Um, I highly enjoy it, and uh, I think you will, too. <laughs> okay. Tagline. This page intentionally left blank. Tagline two. All right. Casting <laughs> by prequel sequel remake. Yay! <laughs> we are the best. All right, yeah, guys. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys uh, a little bit of a, a little bit of a way to uh, influence right. the oh, direction right, right. of yeah, the Des show here. Desmond, let's be strategic uh, about this. You, hey, we'll be so I'm looking for a few of our classic, classic uh, prequel sequel remake casts. Uh, okay. For me okay. to insert <laughs> Fuck into, yeah. this, uh, uh, into this into this into uh, this show right, here. All right. So are you gonna name like a cast like a member I, and then we'll I, I, give I, you I, a I'll character. I'll go back and forth between you two, um, oh. and you each get two picks. Okay. Um, and so, Peter, what's your first pick? I mean, obviously, Paul Cerrone has got to be a part of this. Paul Cerrone. Um, all right. All right. And Desmond, we haven't heard from Commander Bing in a while. All right. Yeah, All I feel right. Like, yeah. Or I mean, we've only heard from Commander Bing once. Yeah. But uh, Commander Bing, see uh, what episode he's in. The Rock. Is the Rock. The Rock. What a good episode. Hey, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. The Rock episode. Yeah. yeah. Not great right movie. now, but you know, yeah. later after Turn we finish this episode, this episode. off. <laughs> and go Don't listen to Scotts. <laughs> uh, uh, that's great. Um, okay. And then uh, uh, Peter. I mean, um, it wouldn't. You know, we can't go an episode without this um, Johnny Legs. Uh, Johnny Legs. All uh, right. All right. Good old Johnny Legs. Wasn't asked to be in the Spawn remake. Okay. Hurtful. Um, and then Desmond. Al Pacino, who has uh, not yet appeared in prequel, sequel, remake, but we're, we're going to give the guy a chance. Wait, wait. A sign of... A sign in ethnicity Pacino is trying to play that he is not. Oh, no. He's done it more <laughs> times than... Maybe should not. No, actually, don't do that. <laughs> but, That's but I know up. what you're saying. Yeah. Actually, uh, Chinese. No, no, Scott, cut all of that. I, don't I, include uh, any of it. Okay. <laughs> no, it's a good bit. No, no, no. Right, I, I'll open that. I miscalculated. You should get one more pick. Oh. Um, all right, well, um, all right, I'm glad Johnny Legs is already in there. Um, then I will say... Um, <clears throat> fuck. Fuck. This is hard. Sorry, just spending your last penny for some penny candy, and you don't know if you want the taffy or the other type of taffy. I know. It's uh, throw Lilu in there for some reason. Throw Lilu in gonna, there. I don't know who that is. It's from, uh, Fifth, from Element? Fifth Element. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, and I... Uh, and, mm. Okay. Okay, no, then, I don't like the look at your face. Uh, uh, I was going to say, I'm trying to fit this in here. Let's throw... Uh, but hey, I don't have a, any choice in this. Oh, wait, no. I, Except it is casting by prequel. Sabertooth. So Sabertooth. 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 No, no, no. Sabertooth. Sabertooth. Sabertooth's good. Yeah, and then um, for my picks, Scott Hanshu, um, beloved character, uh, Cheezer. 
Cheeser. All right. Cheeser. Yeah. No one knows who Cheeser is. I mean, we already know if they listen to episode 27, Super Mario Bros. They That's know who right. Cheeser oh, is. Right. The son of Mouser. <laughs> He's got a bad ticker. <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, let me do a little. Fill, no women. F- fill in the blank here. <laughs> oh, shit. We did do that. We're part of the problem. Um, We're part of the problem. Des. We almost had a woman Are in there. Des, the Des, there were no women in either of ours. Yeah, and we're and we're really making real movies here. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, though. <laughs> or we could be, yeah. I, I feel like we could be making an effort. You know, it feels like we're not helping. We're not making by real not movies. Doing... If we're making real movies, yeah, make an yeah, effort. Yeah, I know, but like you're, I don't know. I see what you're like, saying. It feels like this... we could be helping more. Yeah, I guess helping what with our fake movies? I don't know. Like according to analytics, like a little more than fifty percent of our listeners are somehow women. Yeah, all right. I'll just fucking do shitty female it's voices. It's just all Rita just constantly <laughs> listening back over right, right. again. Uh, no, I'll do shitty fe- uh, lady voices and and uh, have them pistol whip people and shit. Okay, guys. I mean, actually, yeah. All right. I mean, yeah, yeah, do you that. could. That'd be lovely. I guess. Um, the, the Wild Thornberries movie where Eliza goes on a murderous rampage. What, is, what is, she doesn't? She's trying to save a fucking leopard No, I'm... Cup. Oh. There's only one one Wild Thornberry yeah, movie. Yeah, she's trying to save a leopard cub it's a, from it's, it's the Rugrats crossover, right? No. Oh, there's two Wild Thornberry movies. Damn it. God boom, damn it. Boom, we can't boom, stop boom, it. Boom, we can't do it. Um, um, we're gonna need, I'm going to need uh, a bit more info from you guys before uh, we get going. Sure. Here. Is it about the Wild Thornberries? Uh, uh, no. I'm going to okay. need a food. Grilled cheese sandwich. Can I get an appliance? Panini press. All right, we're going to get a number. Seven. Uh, now, Peter, how about a number? Slevin. How about a verb? Gyrate. Let's go for an adjective. Aggressive. <laughs> Another adjective. Butty. That, that's what I was saying. Yeah, he gets butty. Yeah. Uh, whatever the fuck that means. Whatever the fuck that means. means like being a butt. Duh. <laughs> I've never heard that word before. I've never, I've never heard "butty." Well, you're being, ed- you're being educated. It's an educational. Are there, fine is there art any podcast. other wording? Uh, that, okay, we'll go with that. Thank right. you, thank uh, you, okay. thank you, Scott. Okay. This is a good time to talk about prequel, sequel, remake sessions. You know, it's like us unplugged. You know, acoustic jams. Not to be confused with prequel, sequel, remake jams. Um, okay, name a, um, an out of work actor. Oh, jeez, oh, uh, gosh, um, Eric Roberts. Uh, uh, C. Thomas Howell. I like Eric Roberts. He's not out of work. He's in like... If you're in a talking cat, are you really working? But that was like before Dark Knight. No, it was after Dark Knight. I I don't know. It's weird. Um, It was five years after Dark Knight. All right. How about a country? Uh, Latvia. How about a food? Pimentos. Um, A type of meat. Lamb. A noun. Noun. A type of restaurant. I mean, not a type of restaurant. A rest. A name of Olive Garden. Olive Garden. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Olive Garden Bar and Grill. Um, a color. What? Chartreuse. Um, what's a what's a, a a style of food? Um, breakfast. Carnival. A yeah. noun. Um, Italian. Um, what's a um uh, um a fruit? Um, let's go with a bell pepper. Yeah, I'm gonna be that guy. It's a fruit. Sure. <laughs> uh, Avocado, I would also accept. Also, you guys a like fruit. Hikama? Hickam is fine. Yeah, Hickam's pretty Hickam. good. I think it's fine. I don't feel very strongly Super about Hickama. Um, uh, noun that starts with G. Uh, why is this so hard? Uh, ground. <laughs> um, what's a flavor? Uh, red. <laughs> red is a flavor. Red and blue. Yeah. Blue is a flavor. No, use blue. <laughs> yes, yes. It's all coming together now. 
Um, what is this about to be like? Um, And an adjective? Gregorious. (laughs) And a state? Uh, A state? Um, uh, uh, Wait, did you say state or an estate, like Hearst Castle? (laughs) We're just going to go with Hearst Castle. (laughs) All right, sure. Uh, but I did mean it like as in like, yeah, meant like one of the fifty. You meant like Wisconsin. Or the, or... Like it's like fifty three. No, the Hearst Castle is better. It's, it's Hearst, fifty, Hearst and then there's a bunch of territories like Puerto Rico, uh, Hot Wheels Island. Okay, well, thanks everybody for uh, entertaining that brief segment here. Yeah. Um, so I learned a lot about myself as we now have finished writing, just right before recording. Actually, um, I mean right now. Oh. With your guys' help. I yeah. finished writing it, you know, a little bit ago. All right. But I meant with your help. So now we're all complicit. It's about to happen. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I'm uh, building this up a lot. Uh, um, <laughs> E.T. Remake, directed by Eric Roberts. All right. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Produced by C. Thomas Howell Studios. <laughs> Seven years ago... In noun town Hearst Castle, Latvia. <laughs> noun town? Noun town. It's, it's a real place. Young Mac MacArthur, as played by Cheezer. <laughs> yes! <laughs> opens up a pair of brand name speakers he just got as a present on his celebrity birthday. <laughs> a classic coming of age gift and age. <laughs> <laughs> He's just about as excited as someone acting in a commercial for sneakers. His big brother, Norm MacDonald, as played by Sabretooth, is jealous, nervously tugging at his own filthy potato sack clothing. <laughs> what, what the hell is happening? <laughs> Mac's friend, Billy Bob, as played by Al Pacino... <laughs> Pushes past nervous Norm to the front of the room, I guess. Oh, they're in a room. Forgot to say that they're in a room. Okay. Open mine next, screams Billy Bob. There's no need to shout, screams Billy Bob. <laughs> he shoves the gift into Mac's hands. Uh, Cheezer plus Mac MacArthur. Uh... <laughs> Okay, I will. <laughs> Just do the cheeser voice, man. Yeah, okay, I will. Says Mac, who unwraps the gift enthrallingly. All right, it's LASIK. LASIK laser eye surgery. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can never be too careful. You're welcome, buddy. Yeah, but my eyes are fine. After an extended pause, Billy Bob grabs a pot of boiling pimentos and throws it right into Mac's face and eyes. <laughs> oh, God. Mac rides in pain and grabs at his face, screaming, My eyes! My eyes! Norm cheers as Mac's mom rushes to clean him of the scalding hot pimentos callously thrown into his face by Billy Bob, who then spits at him. Okay, except that's not what happened. Man, wouldn't that be kind of fucked up? That's just how it started. (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) Mac opens up the gift from Billy Bob. Oh, cool. It's a $11 gift certificate to Olive Garden Bar and Grill. Oh, my God, Scott. I don't know where this is going. Thanks, Billy. Yeah, I know how much you love their grilled cheese sticks and their lamb tenders. I know you like those things. 
<laughs> That's why I always keep an eye out for you. <laughs> Billy feigns like he's going to gouge his own eye out with a spoon, but drops the spoon and laughs it off. No one is sure how to react because this is in reference to something that never happened. <laughs> what the hell? Nor- <laughs> Scott, I'm so mad because I know where it's going. I don't. I'm stupid. Uh, uh, I yeah. Hmm, well, we'll see. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm stupid. I mean, no. I, I wasn't. The answer was agree. Like, I wasn't agreeing. I, I don't know where this is going. Is what I was gonna say. <laughs> but we're gonna hurt my like, feelings. You know, no. I, I no. only have an inkling. Deadman. I'm Tawi. <laughs> I have an, only have an inkling because I was highly suspicious. Um, I don't know if you, I don't know if you, I don't know if you know where this is going, Peter, but that's okay. We're about to see. Would you kill Peter? Uh, whoa. <laughs> I'm sorry. Kill on. Uh, let's, let's save that for the bad boys podcast. I thought it, I thought it was funny. I <laughs> laughed. We really do bad boys podcast. I mean, oh, well, it's it's happening. We're gonna lose it's, all all hundred of our subscribers. They're all gonna ditch us. Mm. You're gonna be like, what happened, guys? You're gonna be like, I don't know what you're talking about. You lost about. sight of the vision. It was fine when you just had the predator fighting and killing Matilda, but now that you're like talking about bad things. Okay, I have a pitch for actual bad boy podcast, but we'll talk later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep, it, keep it on the back burner. As Norm <laughs> approaches Mac and holds out his gift, wrapped in the funnies from the newspaper. Hey, here you go, Mac. Mac unwraps his gift. Oh, it's a new panini press. Nice. Yeah, that other one broke, so, uh, oh, wait. No, that's this one. Is this the same one? The broken one? It's the same one. I thought we threw that away weeks ago. No, it was just sort of sitting by the trash for a while, so I hid it for you. Surprise! Cut to Mac MacArthur throwing Norm's gift right into the trash can outside. Cue classic cans being knocked over in the garage sound effect. Hello? Is someone over there in the garage? Yeah. (laughs) Mac approaches the garage without caution. Mac slowly pushes the door open and creeps into the garage, the only light spilling into the room from the open refrigerator. A shadowy figure is pilfering the fridge, knocking aside various (laughs) condiment jars, finally settling... (laughs) On an off-brand chartreuse bell pepper blue-flavored soda. <laughs> the taste you can see. I don't know whose idea in marketing that one was. Chartreuse and bell pepper work chartreuse, together. Chartreuse, bell pepper, the blue is where you blue-flavored soda. This is a weird episode. <laughs> this is a very weird episode. It's, it's only just begun. The figure gulps down the soda, spilling all over himself, and then he burps. <laughs> Gas humor. You get it? Yeah. Mac and the figure become aware of each other, and they both scream in startlement. You get the idea. I do. Mac says something like, What are you? The figure stands up tall, his red shirt and khaki cargo pants drenched in flavor soda. It's clear now, this is a full-grown man, as played by Paul Cerrone. Technically speaking, I'm an alien. I come from a place far away from here, in a spaceship. I crashed my spaceship out here in the woods. Turns out flying a spaceship is really hard. I got ejected behind the Good Burger. (laughs) So I thought it couldn't hurt to rifle through the garbage. And I found half a hoagie in there, so, you know, not too bad. But now the damn spaceship is invisible, so I can't find the thing. So I need this off-brand soda to recharge. He takes a long pull off the soda bottle and takes a beat. Now somber and pious. Is it a plastic bottle? And resumes talking. 
My name is Father Paul Saron. <laughs> I used to be a man of faith, but now I don't know. Maybe I'll turn to spaceships. <laughs> I love that Paul Saron ended up being the alien. I'm very happy with that. <laughs> but now you are here. I now know what it was I was what I was here to put on this planet to do. I will be a protector. A great protector. You're a bright, shiny young man. Are you fucking improvising this? Like, what the fuck is this? Do you have that written? <laughs> what is this? You're a bright, shiny young man. We have a bond now, little baby bird. <laughs> till, till death do us part, whatever your name is. Passerone whistles <laughs> and holds out a finger to a be- bewildered and unrealistically ecstatic Mac. A real alien! I can't believe it! Wait till I tell the guys! Hey, don't be telling no one nothing about me. <laughs> Last thing I need is some government bullshit immigration on my ass. On a different note, you're gonna need to steal some of your dad's clothes <laughs> from Mr. Saron. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question, Desmond, maybe. <laughs> uh, suddenly, there's a flurry of government helicopters buzzing the neighborhood. They're probably looking for my spaceship. Let's go inside. This is so cool. Now we just gotta make you look normal, lest society shudder at your otherness. <laughs> what follows is an overly long and obtusely cutesy playing dress-up montage with Mr. Cerrone and various combination of moms, makeup, and outfits. It's clear that these boys don't really know what they're doing with all this makeup. This is the best part of Act 2, and it's mostly played up for some sort of 80s fantasy feels. He's really settling in and becoming part of the family. Mom is out drinking for all this. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, she's not around, so. (laughs) (laughs) Helicopter spotlights pierce the night sky and into the neighborhood. A large government style van shuts its doors in the driveway. In the middle of applying his lipstick over his bentonite clay face mask, Paul Cerrone panics. They're here! He got Cut to house interior. There's a knock on the door. It's a pair of government agents, played by John Leguizamo and Commander Bing. Good casting. Yeah, that's 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 like the one thing that actually like rolls. (laughs) Yeah. Good evening, kids. We're from the government, and we are here to help you. I'm Detective Johann Sebastian Legg. This is my associate, Officer Sykes, the motherfucking blowfish. Oh, God. <laughs> Have you seen anything strange this evening? I'm talking like uh, spaceships. Maybe like a mysterious alien creature. You know, stranger things. Stranger things is so easy to make fun of. At, like, yeah. yeah, it's tangentially, yeah. you know, yeah. it's tangential. Uh, 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 Genuine? Do, 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 do. Max stutters. Uh, no, officer. We do not know anything about the alien. Quiet, says Paul Cerrone, standing in the corner, concealed only from the waist up by a throw blanket with very obvious men's legs standing below. (laughs) Who said that? Are you kids here alone? Where are your parents? Hey, that's a good question. Yeah. Anyways, Officer Sykes looks over and sees Paul Cerrone. Again, not well concealed at all by what is in fact a small throw blanket. Leg, check it out. Could that be any more of a man's legs there? (laughs) (laughs) Holy gyrating grounds! The officers draw their weapons from their holsters. If you kids are being held against your will, take a step towards me. 
Passerone drops the blanket and grabs Mac MacArthur. Watch out, kid! He's got a gun! I will protect you! Paul throws Mac over his shoulder and lunges through the doorway to the kitchen as Officer Sykes opens fire. Hey, hold your fire! He's got a kid for crying out loud! Sorry, I just really love shooting guns in movies. I just can't help myself. Billy and Norm are very excited because they just saw an alien! Wow! 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 wow. Oh, yeah, there's definitely a, a moment for wows there that we just you know we missed it on the casting. Yeah, it's okay. Wow! 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 wow. Detective Leg moves like with a gun and stuff to the kitchen to see that the back door is ajar. Ah shit, he already flew the coop. He immediately gets on the radio. I need an APB on a white male, late 60s, red shirt, tan pants, possibly an alien. Suspect is traveling with a child hostage and should be considered armed and extremely dangerous. Cut to Paul Cerrone collapsing out of breath in the woods. He vomits. He looks sickly and pale. I think that half a hoagie turned on me, boy. Mr. Serrano is very sick. I'm, I'm dying, boy. And that means you'll probably die, too. I need you to carry me back to the spaceship. If we travel aimlessly through these dark woods, we're sure to find it. Carry you? How am I supposed to do that? I'm a child, allegedly. Allegedly. Paul has wrapped himself in the blanket again. He's got the chills, and he's sweating. He grabs a bike that's just laying there because apparently no one ever has to lock up their bike ever at all. Oh, it's so cold. Here, you pedal this child's bike and I'll just be stuffed in this grossly oversized frontal basket. Inspirational music plays as Mac pedals through the forest with a thoroughly glazed Paul Cerrone hood ornament. They sail off the edge of a cliff and pass in front of the moon. Wow. 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 Oh, man. Me and Wes Anderson. We're doing it. We're really doing it. We're really flying or something. I'll keep pedaling. Yeah. Instead, the bike comes down quickly and crashes in the woods. Sarone and Mac tangle up with the bike and they get scraped up pretty badly. Paul is ejected from the basket, (laughs) takes the brunt of the fall on his chin. Your fucking fun time jump's not so fucking fun when you fucking fall off the bike and fucking bust your fucking ass. <laughs> well, wow. They take like 15 minutes to get their shit together. I mean, it fucking sucks, you know? Yeah. Fucking falling and shit. I mean, surprise, it was only 15. It's no fun. Yeah. Not a good time. No. No one's having fun there. No. Paul is disoriented. Oh, oh I fucking hate this. I wish I could find that damn spaceship again. Suddenly, the spaceship kicks on and it's like right there, humming <laughs> and active. What are the chances this would happen right when the movie needed to be wrapped up? Uh, thank the Lord! Thank the Lord! I'm not even sure how I did that. Wait a second. Suddenly, an incomplete triangle-shaped laser fixes on Paul Cerrone. His eyes widen dramatically. <laughs> and he has a split second to dive out of the way as the trees behind him are blasted apart. A cloaking device ripples and deactivates, and from the shadow emerges the Predator! Christ! Every time, like... He's back, and he wants his shit. (laughs) Oh, Oh my god, yes! (laughs) Oh shit, it's the fucking Predator! Yes! (laughs) Paul snatches Mac and barely dodges another blast from the Predator's shoulder cannon. They get back on the bike, naturally, with Mac still pedaling. Predator punches a few buttons on his arm computer, and from the hull of the spaceship drops out a Yucha Prime-style speeder bike, (laughs) which would naturally make for a really cool toy. It would. Um... With the speed, oh, like a predator speed uh, Yeah, YouTube, yeah, yeah. There's like mm, more on that later. We're gonna talk about toys. I was gonna say, Justin <laughs> probably's gonna be like, There's, yeah. there is one. But I'm like, okay, good. Predator punches in the clutch and zooms forward. 
he passes the duo on the bike almost immediately. And while turning to look at them, he smashes the speeder right into a tree. Speeder bike exploding on impact. I mean, it's the woods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't just be driving speeder bikes around. Like, there's not fucking, there's fucking lanes cut out for it. Something, you know, there's, there's trees everywhere. Yeah. Not, no defined lane. You cannot go just like 80 miles or, or 80 miles per hour. You're, you're you know? fuck going above like 15. Yeah. Like, you're going to crash. Okay. You're going to crash. Not fun. No. No one's having a good time here. No. And Predator takes like 15 minutes to get his shit together. In the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, Paul made Mac take him back to the spaceship where he prepares for his departure. The rest of the cast, kids and government agents alike, also happen to show up at this time. But instead of pursuing their previous objectives, they just stand around and observe from a respectful distance as Paul and Mac say their goodbyes. Like, uh, uh, when I first came to this town, I thought, wow. There's a whole lot of aggressive people here. You guys really have a thing for buddy carnival cuisine. And although it made me sick, I Gregorius breakfast the Italians. Yeah. Just roll punches. Thanks to you, I was able to find my way back to the spaceship. And for that, I will let you kill the rest of my soda that I brought from your garage. Inside the spaceship, maybe there'll be some space medicine. Something make me feel better. But for now, I must go. For I cannot have all these government agents chasing me down. Dramatic music swells as Paul takes a knee and puts his hands on Max's shoulders. Come with me if you want to live. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. Whoa. This is weird. This is a weird <laughs> episode, man. It will all make sense shortly. Stay here and start a band with me best bud years before he dies in a car crash. I understand. I will always cherish the time we had together, Millie Bobby Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Paul gives Mac a stern but awkward shaking that lasts for well over a minute. He then dons his sunglasses and gets in the Predator's ship pilot seat. And after flipping a few switches, he quickly ascends out of the forest canopy. The blast from his spaceship horribly burns everyone in attendance below. And it would be this fateful night that eventually inspired the creation of the Jack Frost Band. The end. Oh, wow. I am so shocked that the the character was named Mac and there was no Mac and me shit. I don't even know what you're talking about. (laughs) Hey, what do we think, guys? That was... Yeah, that was that As was you can see, experience. I obviously plagiarized a lot from Desmond's scripts. Uh, there's so much, like, like uh, uh, happenstance. Yeah. Um, ask me what I thought next episode when I can, like, think about it. Or maybe yeah. when I've heard this again. <laughs> oh, yeah. I also have to, like, hear that again. To, like, pro- yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hilarious. Good, yeah, good yeah. job. Um, anytime bringing back the Predator. Yeah, I mean, uh, twice... Yeah. Twice in one episode yeah, and pa- twi- two two times Paul Cerrone. Yeah. Double the Predator, double Cerrone. Yeah, uh, double uh, your fun. Double your fun. Double yeah, McGum. Yeah, absolutely doubled our fun. And yeah. uh, and we were right. It wouldn't be the you know when I said it earlier that it wouldn't be the last time we saw Paul Cerrone. It wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> little, little, fucking little did we know uh, how soon it would be. God, I mean, it's funny how we just deem Paul Cerrone since it's a white guy trying to do South America. We like that's fine. We could. There's nothing wrong with that. There, there is well, nothing wrong. With I would say that his accent isn't even South America. No, it's a white it's, guy trying to do, like it's. That's, that's what I always bad. say. It's that like like John Voight thought that would be his Scarface. It's like, but you can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Okay, okay. That's very true, and uh, I mean it's very true. 
Um, um, do you have some stats? Yeah, for us? stats. All right, cool. Critic score twelve percent. I don't know what's worse, this movie or cancer. Oh wait, uh, uh, cancer. Tim, Tim, <laughs> Tim, Tim, Rin, Tin, Tin, Cincinnati. Audience score twelve million percent. Cult classic. I don't know what fucks harder, this movie or cancer. Oh wait, uh, still cancer. <laughs> what? Whoa, no. Wow. Oof. Sobe beef, turbulent wicker basket town, oh, western Wisconsin. What the hell? Budget, cool twelve million. Yeah. Lots of CGI to conceal Paul Sarone's receding hairline. It goes unnoticed. <laughs> Predicted gross profit, twenty million. Actual gross profit. Profit. <laughs> Actual gross profit. SoundCloud donation button. Pay what you want, brah. Trivia. This movie actually doesn't exist, but we pretended that it did. Well, I'm Scott Hanchu. And uh, I'm Peter Hunter. And uh, I'm Desmond Porch realizing I left the window open the entire record. It's fine. So uh, this was a fun episode. I hope <laughs> yeah. you all enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you, if, yeah. You li- if you liked what you heard, um, you know, favorite, um, subscribe, depending on your podcast platform. Leave us as a review. Um, you can hit that donate button on prequelsequelremake.com. You know, help keep the podcast going. Um, or you can just listen to this over and over and over again. And then, you know, we'll get some ad money for that. Which, just you know, do, do that. Do yeah, that. do that. We'll do all of the above. Just get on spot. I mean, just do yeah. like a Scantron when you're filling it out. Just like, I don't know. Put every fucking bubble in there. I mean, yeah, one do, of them's do gotta them all. Be right. Do them know? all. Yeah. Do all those things. And until we see you next time, just make sure you mind your P's and Q's. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Good night. Yeah. Good night. And remember, Nirvana's debut album, Nevermind, came out a mere 3,309 days after the premiere of E.T. And I think that's what we should take away from this episode. Uh, I think you're right, Peter. And um, if I'm going to um, have the last word. Uh, which you're insisting on. Well, I guess I'm going to insist on it. Um, uh, Desmond, your thoughts on <laughs> E.T.? I no. recommend it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sweet heartwarming tale for the ages. Uh, and that's going to do it for it, folks. That's yeah. going to do it for this episode. Previous good for people to go back. Give us a round of applause. It's good to be back. It's good to be All back. All right. End the shit. <laughs>